You're listening to Becoming Her, the podcast for becoming the best version of yourself. Join us every Wednesday as we dive deep into different topics and help you discover your full potential. Good morning, everybody. It's Mia. I'm back with another solo for you guys. For me, it's a Monday morning. It's early. My landlord decided to show up today and work on the apartment right next to us. So if you hear something in the background, it's my landlord. So it's going to be a little bit problematic to record today because I have to... Yeah, you hear that? I have to stop every time I hear that. It's a Monday on a Monday morning. How beautiful. (laughs) So today I wanted to talk about a bit of a heavy topic. I actually wrote notes for this episode two months ago, but I wanted to learn as much as I could before recording this, and no, I'm not implying that I have now become a master within this topic. No, not at all. I simply just want to share about the most powerful knowledge known as habits. We have talked about habits before in the pod, but we've never really covered what habits actually are and how they work. I truly find it interesting how habits work, and if you're aware of how to properly put habits into actions, it amazes me how much you can be in control of your own life. I mean, the influencer Kaylee Stewart has her habits nailed down. She has her own podcast which is called Hot Girl Energy Podcast. And she always talks about how she's a big sucker for her morning routines. She has worked hard for years to create her morning routines, which consist of her waking up at the same time every morning, making her breakfast and coffee, doing some work and walking her dog. All of these habits, like waking up at the same time every day, working out after breakfast, these habits have once been something that she had to force into her routines but now after years of repeating the same actions it has become her routines her once small actions like making coffee and walking her dog has now led to something big which is that her morning routines are super important for her productivity and her mental health This is what we call atomic habits, which basically means something small that will eventually lead to bigger things. This is essentially what habits are. It's actions we do in order to achieve greater things. We choose to incorporate certain actions to gain some goal. We choose to wake up early, which is an action, and work out before work or school. Some people choose this action because they might want to gain muscle or have more time after work to work on a side hobby. The action of waking up early might be hard and a deal breaker in the start, but once this has become automatic for you, you will notice how it's benefiting you in the long run. You'll find yourself happier because you have more time to focus on your hobby while not neglecting moving your body. So a habit is an action. There's a thought behind it. The more you repeat this action, the stronger your automatic reactions you'll create. I once heard someone say, 
When you have walked down the grass enough on a path, you will create a freeway. And when you have created that, it will be harder to go back to grow grass. I think it sums up pretty well how habits work. It's hard for someone who's addicted to cigarettes to just quit. Habits is something we do, and if you want to operate toward a goal for yourself, you should focus on your habits. It's easier to change your habits when you know when and why you do them. And to know when and why you do certain actions, you need to become conscious about them. You need to tackle your issues and understand your behavior. If you don't like how you always use your phone for one hour before going to bed, you need to understand why you do that. There's usually some deeper meaning behind our behaviors and the actions we do. It's a bit of therapeutic work when you truly want to learn about habits. <laughs> But believe me, it's powerful. Your habits will determine what you define as success. Okay, now I want to get into something a bit more technical. I will try to explain it all in the best possible way that I can. So in order to understand how habits work, you need to know that habits work because there's something triggering them, which leads to a reaction, which leads to an reward. All of this equals a habit. Imagine if you're working on a project at a cafe, the waitress walked by with a plate of nachos. You can smell the nachos and now you're getting hungry. This is a trigger. Now you're debating if you should get yourself some nachos. That's the reaction. You end up buying the nachos, which is the reward. So you create a habit of when you smell food, you buy it. It's just as simple as that. Try and apply this to anything that you do. Think about what triggers you to act. Imagine that you're at a party. The music is loud. People are dancing and playing beer pong. What triggers you to pour yourself a drink? You need to understand your triggers in order to be in control of the reaction. If you don't want to drink at the party, you need to understand how you can remove or redirect the temptation of triggers. So triggers, they can be mental, physiological, social situations like the environment, just like commercials. Triggers, they can be anything. And that's why it can be hard to implement habits in your daily routines because you do need to do some internal work to change or incorporate habits. So back to the situation of you wanting to stop using your phone right before bedtime. If you want to change this habit, you need to understand what triggers you to do it. Are you lonely? Are you scared of missing out on what other people are doing? Let's say you feel lonely. What action can you do instead of looking at your phone that will make you not feel lonely? Lots of people read books before bed, which is great. It's a great habit to do instead. And if you feel lonely at night, books are a great tool to immerse yourself into a universe full of excitement and characters. Your brain is always looking for a reward at the moment. Gamblers experience this reward before they actually place a bet. When they hear the sound of the machines, they're triggered, which leads to an adrenaline rush. The high people experience from certain triggers is why some habits are hard to change. Eating habits, drugs, alcohol, gambling, 
All of these habits are based on highs. They can turn into self-sabotaging habits if you become addicted to the triggers. Imagine if you're single. You get off work at 5 p.m. and you don't feel like cooking food when you get home. You feel like it's pointless to cook food because you live alone. Therefore, you end up at the McDonald's drive-thru and you're basically triggered as soon as you get off work to go buy food, but the reaction you choose to act upon is based on a high. You might end up feeling gross after you finish your food and that will eventually lead you to feeling sad. Your brain is looking for the endorphins, is that the word? (laughs) Endorphins? That happen as you eat and not what happens after you eat. It's important to understand this for you to be able to change your habits that you want to change. Okay, so now I want to talk about cues and habits. I hope it doesn't get too technical. I'm trying to keep it light for you guys. So every habit is initiated by a cue. And we most likely notice cues that stand out. It's easier to turn into a drive-thru than to drive home and cook. It's easier to pick your car than your bike if your bike is parked behind the house, whereas your car is in front of the house. When cues that spark a habit are subtle or hidden, they're easier to ignore. If you put your face roller in the fridge, it's easier to ignore that and you forget to use them every morning. But if you put them on the bathroom counter, you will be triggered more easily to use them every morning. If your book is tucked away in a bookshelf, it's not easy for you to pick it up and read it. If your workout clothes are out of sight after you get home from school or work, it will be more difficult to put it on and go to the gym. This is why you've heard Brooke say to put your workout clothes on your bed so you notice them straight away in the morning. The workout clothes are the cue for you to go work out. Creating visual cues can draw your attention toward a desired habit. Put your vitamins next to your water bottle. Put the face roller next to your milk in the fridge so you'll take it out as you pour your morning coffee. Place a book on your pillow after you make your bed in the morning. Are you tired of buying lots of vegetables and fruit, but they often end up going bad? Place them in an easier, accessible place like the kitchen table instead. If you want to drink more water, fill up a few water bottles and place them around your house. If you want to make a habit a big part of your life, make the cue a big part of your environment. By sprinkling triggers throughout your surroundings, you increase the odds that you'll think about your habits throughout the day. Make it obvious for yourself. Your habits are also correlated to your environment. Notice what cues you're surrounded with. Your bed, your couch, your coffee machine, all of these are cues for you. If your coffee machine is out on your kitchen counter, it's easier for you to have the habit of making a morning coffee. But what if you don't respond well to caffeine? Ask yourself what kind of relationship you have with these objects that you're surrounded by. Is the coffee machine good for you or do you need to put it in a cabinet so it's not as obvious to you? Is the couch somewhere you read or watch TV and eat? How does the object trigger you to behave? Are you satisfied with how it makes you behave or do you want to change it? If you don't like that the couch is somewhere you eat while watching TV, 
because maybe you want to become more of an intuitive eater, well, then you need to change that relationship with your couch. It's a good thing that you can train yourself to link a particular habit in a particular context. If you struggle with falling asleep at night and you start scrolling on your phone, you can train yourself to only get into bed when you're tired. If you catch yourself not being able to fall asleep, remove yourself from the bed and go into a different room um, until you're tired again. You will slowly train your mind and body to understand the cue that lying in bed means sleep. If you struggle to make time for the gym, then maybe try to go for a walk. Walk a new route. Habits are easier to change in a new environment instead of building a new habit in a place with other cues. When you have mastered the habit of going for a walk, then you can build a new habit on top of that, which might be after going for a walk every morning, I'll do 10 minutes of bodyweight exercises. When you step outside of your normal environment, leave your behavioral biases behind. You aren't battling old environmental cues, which allows new habits to form without interruption. So back to you and your couch. If you want to stop eating on your couch, maybe go outside instead. Remove yourself completely from the house until you're ready to go sit at your dinner table without being triggered by cues inside the house like your couch and TV. All you have to do is to only get 1% better every day. No more than that. If you want to create new habits for yourself, then you need to start with understanding and noticing the ones you already have. Learn and notice how your current habits trigger you already. And if you don't like the outcome of your current habits, then start to implement new habits instead. And sometimes you have to remove yourself from your current context in order to get a new habit. It's easier to master a habit in your old environment when you have mastered it in a new environment. Let's say you want to eat healthier. Try a new supermarket. Maybe you'll find it easier to avoid shopping for unhealthy food when your brain doesn't automatically know where the unhealthy stuff is located. We all probably do homework or work from our bed, kitchen table or our couch. And it can be hard to tell yourself when you're off and when you're on because we mix cues If you live in a small space, try to divide your room into activity zones. A chair for this, a table for that. Every habit should have a home. It will be easier to fall asleep at night when your bedroom is the only place you associate with relaxation. No distractions like the TV. If you want behaviors that are stable and predictable, you need an environment that is stable and predictable. If you look at disciplined people, you might think they have some sort of willpower and have so much motivation, but disciplined people are people who are good at structuring their lives in a way that does not require willpower and self-control. They just spend less time in a tempting situation. They will remove distractions from their environment and make the cues of new habits obvious. They have learned the trick to make themselves succeed. You know, I've said it before, but they set themselves up for success. So 
Don't wish to become a more disciplined person, but aim to create a more disciplined environment. Once a habit has been encoded, the urge to act follows whenever the environmental cues reappear. This is the one reason behavior change techniques can backfire. Showing pictures of blackened lungs to smokers leads to higher levels of anxiety, which drives many people to reach for a cigarette. If you're not careful about cues, you can cause the very behavior that you want to stop. Bad habits are autocatalytic, which means the process feeds itself. Watching TV? Watching TV makes you feel sluggish, so you watch more TV because you don't have the energy to do something else. It's just a runaway train of bad habits. No one can stick to positive habits in a negative environment. A practical way to eliminate a bad habit is to reduce exposure to the cue that causes it. So don't sit close to your phone while working. If you think you're not good enough, stop following people that make you feel like this, you know, on social media. If you spend too much money on clothes, delete shopping apps on your phone. Self-control is a short-term strategy, not a long-term one. You may be able to resist temptation once or twice, but it's unlikely you can master the willpower to override your desires every time. Instead of summoning a new dose of willpower whenever you want to do the right thing, your energy would be better spent optimizing your environment. This is the secret to self-control. Make the cues of your good habits obvious and the cues of your bad habits invisible or, you know, reduce them. So, so far, we have learned there's two ways to build new habits. There's... Sorry, that was my cake. Okay. Um, so, back to what I was saying. Um, there's two ways to build new habits. There's... I'm not sure if I'm gonna you know, pronounce this correctly, but extrinsic motivation, which is a habit to obtain a goal. Um, it comes from external rewards. It's time-based and goal-orientated. And then there's the intrinsic motivation, which is a behavior that arises from within. Um, it's correlated to satisfaction and enjoyment, and it's more process-orientated. We all fall victim to thinking, I'll do it next week. I'll start dating when I've lost a few pounds. This is a fear-based drive and you, it will not get you anywhere. Ask yourself how you want your life to be lived. If Brooke and I wanted to start this podcast until we knew everything, then we would never have started. Me and Brooke, we learn as we go and the same goes for anything in our lives. So what's the intention behind your actions? Is it fear-based? Someone once told me that they connect tiredness with the lack of motivation. They would go for a run before dinner if they felt tired when they came home from work. No, not they're not disciplined people. They have just created a disciplined environment for themselves. Break the pattern of automatic habits like reaching for a handful of candy only because the bowl of candy is on the table in front of you. Make it a habit of feeling what you got once. Do you want sweets? Do you want salty, crispy? Are you even hungry? All of this takes time. 
You can work with your triggers when you know and understand them. It's not about creating a perfect habit. It's about replacing with habits that are less mean to you, which in the end will allow yourself not to be frustrated with yourself. Imagine going to a coach that tells you to make dinner every night, gluten-free and so on, but they're not helping you to understand your reactions to your triggers and what your environment looks like. You need to dig deep. In the end of the day, try to keep it simple. Alrighty guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We would really appreciate it if you could leave a review or rate the show. You can find us on any media at Becoming Her Pod. We'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye!